Welcome to the Dag Hewitt Mills podcast. Dag Hewitt Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. Father, thank you for this great blessing we have today. Guide us by your mighty Holy Spirit. Lead us and bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Father, what a blessing it is to be here and experience your love. We are grateful, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is a blessed day. Amen. And I want to share with you um, about the same topic we've been sharing every week, which is uh, take up your cross and follow Jesus. Uh, Losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying for Jesus. Amen. So today, we are on the subject of suffering. Amen. Suffering. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29. Okay? Why God wants you to experience suffering. Amazing. And our memory verse today is Philippians 1, 29. And it says, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Amen. That's our memory verse for today. For unto you it is given. It is given, it's decided, it is provided for you, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So Christianity is not just believing in God, believing in Jesus Christ, but Christianity is believing in him and also suffering for what you believe and suffering in Christ. Amen. Not, not only suffering for what you believe, but suffering. Now, that's a very uh, sad sounding um, problem. Why? Because nobody wants to suffer. Do you see? And no one likes suffering. We like enjoyment. We like happiness. We like glory and joy. So to hear something like this, that it has been given to us to suffer, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer. One, two, nine. Philippians 1, 2, 9. Will you remember it? 1, 2, 9. Okay? Now, this is something you can't change. And maybe understanding it will help you better. Right? 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. That no man should be moved by these afflictions. First Thessalonians 3 verse 3. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Amen. So you can see in First Thessalonians 3 that we are appointed. You see First Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. Okay. We are appointed to Afflictions. Amen. 
No man should be moved by these afflictions because you are appointed. You are not appointed to enjoy. Appointed to eat meat. You are appointed to sufferings. Hey. Are you listening? So Christianity is a religion that does not involve only believing, but also it involves suffering. Amen. One time I was in a, a country, America actually, and there was a funeral of a great pastor friend of mine. And uh, she said, the wife of the pastor who died said that she thinks that we need to add to our theology. That is, theology is the body of beliefs that we have. The concept of suffering. That it is something that is missing from faith people. It's something that is missing from the charismatic group. That suffering is part of Christianity. And she said she feels, based on what her husband went through, and what he went through before he died, she feels that it is something that is missing. All right? Something that is missing from the church. And it's missing in young people's lives. That you are supposed to suffer when you come to Jesus Christ. If you have to give up a boy and feel sad, feel it. It's part of the calling, the sadness, the suffering of loneliness without the love you watch in films, without having girls to do things with and boys to experience them telling you lies and you have to suffer as a Christian and all through our lives we experience this so in Acts chapter 14 verse 22 Paul after being beaten he said confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith saying to them that we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom. Through what? Much tribulation. You are to enter the kingdom of God through much enjoyment. No. No. Much happiness. No. No. Much tribulation. Tribulation is what you will pass through in your service to God. Amen. Amen. And when we see things that way, uh, you'll be surprised. Amen. Okay? What a blessing it is to enjoy that. Now, I'm going to give you reasons why you God wants you to experience suffering. Like, how is God thinking? Like, what is in his head? Or what is in his mind? Why does God want somebody like me who has decided to serve him? Why would you want me to suffer? How many would want to know? I mean, if you are a kind God, God so loved the world, God is so loving... Do you see that you find out from this God, why would you want me to suffer? It is contradictory in my mind. It seems to go against what I think. How many will agree that it goes against normal? I mean, like God so loved the world. I mean, he he really loves you and he wants you to suffer. It doesn't seem to make sense. It doesn't add up. So I'm going to show you Several reasons 
that will help you to from today you really understand why Number one, and I am sure that by the time I finish, and I, I cannot finish today, but I'm going to start. By the time we finish, you see that, wow, it is a blessing. Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 6. You must have heard these verses before. All we like sheep have gone astray. And we have turned everyone to his own way. Mercy. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Wow. Have we gone astray? Yes. Now verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not her mouth. Now there's a reason why Jesus is called the lamb of God. And not any other animal. Because lambs die calmly. Those of you who are not farmers. How many are not farmers? Hello, hello, hello. How many are not farmers? Yes. When you want to kill a pig, you will never get it to come calmly and stand there. You get what I'm saying? To never walk quietly and come and stand there for you to kill it. One day I was in uh, Nigeria and I was passing in front of a camp where they were having a church. There were so many people in the camp that they were killing a number of cows to fry them for meat. Do you see? To provide for the camp. We're going to fry the cows. Now, they were slaughtering the cows here. And the cows who were to be slaughtered had lined up. They were all standing there calmly waiting. No one was reacting. No one was angry. No cow was moving. They were all in a line. Amazing. But not a pig. A pig will squeal and fight. So pigs and also their necks are very big. So you don't know where the neck is because it's fat. So you can't know where the neck is to cut. And then they are slippery. Like oily. So that's why sometimes they they shoot them. You see, so there's a reason why Jesus is described as a lamb brought before the slaughter. Verse 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. That is Pontius Pilate prison. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Verse 9. And he made his grave with the wicked. Jesus was buried with wicked people and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Remember Jesus had on his right and his left thieves. Do you see? Arm robbers. So he was put with arm robbers intentionally. Why? It's all the psychological message to say that he was a bad person, but he was not a bad person. They put it there like in a picture so that you never forget the picture. You see, he's a thief. He's one of the thieves we found in Jerusalem. We have killed him with thieves. All the thieves have died. He's one of the thieves. Do you see? So three thieves. Do you see? And then when he was buried, a rich man came to bury him, Joseph of Arimathea. So he was with the rich. So this verse is fulfilled 100%. Some people don't even believe that Isaiah was written when it was written. They feel that it was written after Jesus died. (laughs) Amazing. Now, verse 9. Verse 9. Be fast on the screen change. The man who is doing the scriptures. Be, Be very quick and alert. Otherwise, you must be changed after this service. You are not a good person for that work. 
All right. Change the verse, now verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. What? God was happy. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. That is Jesus. He has put him to grief. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, here you are seeing something that God has not said before that. It pleased God. It it made God happy to put him to grief, to bruise him. Oh God! Why would you do something like that? Do you understand? But this is the first reason why God wants you to experience suffering because it pleases him. (laughs) He's happy about it. Now, you may not understand until you become a father. When my children were growing up, when I tell them something to do, they don't do it. When I say tidy your room, they don't tidy the room. When I say do this, do this now, they don't do it. Hey! So one day, the time came when I have to send them to secondary school, boarding school. And when they went to boarding school, they met seniors, wicked seniors, who started to discipline them. Get up at this time. Sleep. Why are you not in your bed at this time? Punishment. Weeding. This, that. So when I heard of it, it pleased me. <laughs> it pleased me. I said, wow. So you'll be surprised that it can please the father that your child is experiencing some suffering so that he will get some sense that he is not getting in at home. Yes. So it's very possible that as you go through certain things, you see. Yes. You know, one day, one of my pastors, uh, I, I was disciplining someone. Do you see I was disciplining the person because he had done something that was not right or was not loyal. Something, I forgot what it was. Hey! So now I was at the meeting with this other pastor and I saw as I looked at his face, because for me, one of the things I read, I don't only read letters and newspapers and I don't only read things on my iPad. I read faces. I'm a face reader. Yes. So when I look at his face, I read that he did not fully agree with what I was doing and he felt I was being too hard. But you see, I couldn't say much. I just saw it and I, I took note of it. All right. Now, some months later, you see, he had a similar person who came to manifest the same things. Yeah. And the guy was saying things about him. He couldn't believe it. Then he had a dream. In the dream, he was fighting with a man, judo, karate, and taekwondo. And on top of it, the person whom he was fighting, he was only fighting with one person. The person who was fighting had covered his head with the black thing, the ninja, whatever, with only the eyes. So as he was fighting the guy, hey, it occurred to him, but who is this guy that I'm fighting? So he put his hand on the head 
of the person and pull off the socks or whatever it was that was on his head. <laughs> and do you know who was under? His assistant pastor. Just like the one who was also my assistant pastor who was being some way, he saw that it was his assistant pastor. He said, hey, is it you? He was shocked. So, he now started to deal with the guy in the same way that I was dealing with this other guy. One day he saw me, he said, look, do you remember that guy that you were dealing with? I said, I don't think you dealt with him well. You should have actually dealt with him. I'm his drunker. And I was just smiling to myself. I said, uh-huh, it is good for you that you see. It pleased me that he was also suffering the same kind of sufferings that I had been suffering. So, many times, God sees us going through certain sufferings. He's actually happy that we are going through the thing. Even though we are sad, he's actually happy. He said, you, 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 you see. You see certain things you've never seen before. Yeah. Because sometimes we look at people, we mock them with eyes of mockery. Yeah. And we think that, oh, you, you are having all this problem because of this and that. It's okay. No problem. What is fighting me? It will begin to fight with you. And you see. Number two. Second reason. I'll just give you one or two reasons. God wants you to experience sufferings because it makes you perfect. Yes. It makes you what? How many want to be perfect? You cannot be perfect without suffering. Yes, you cannot be perfect without suffering. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. Perfect. You are becoming perfect through suffering. Now, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. For it became him. The word became, it means it is fitting. It was fitting or appropriate, okay? For whom are all things and by whom are all things? In bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Perfect through sufferings. Do you see? Perfect through sufferings. So it, it, it was fitting. That God is saying that it's fitting that you should be made perfect through sufferings. Now, perfect means complete. You know, in your Christian life, there are things that are missing. And also perfect means mature. Do you see? You, you are more stable and more calm. You get it? Through sufferings. And without it, without certain sufferings, you are never really mature. You see, the difference between you with your ideas as a young person and an older person is the person is more perfect or more mature and the reason why the person is more mature is that the person hasn't just read the books you've read, but has been through certain things. That's why one day a pastor said to me, it's not about what you know or what you have. It's about what have you been through and what have you survived. Yes. The secondary school that you are in, I've been there. I was there for seven years. From 1975 to 1980, from one to five. And from 1980 to 1982, from lower six to upper six, I've been there for seven years. I've been there with unbelievers in from one, from two, from three. I've been bullied. I've suffered under the hands of treacherous, traitors, and wicked guys. What have I suffered? What have I survived? What have I been through? I've been there where we were just about three left in the SU. 
from a class of about 50. I've been there where I was left out. I was not chosen for things. I've been there where I was mocked and bullied. And I maintained my faith. I've been there when I, when I had friends who were not Christian. And I changed over and had friends who were Christians. It's what I've survived. It's what I've seen it. It's what I've been through. Seven years I was there. And you are now coming. When I see that you have been through secondary school and you are a believer. And that you have not turned into a fornicator and a weed smoker. And a smoker and a liar. A deceiver. You have come through and you still don't tell lies. You still don't deceive. Then I know that you are really becoming perfect in Christ. Because you can say yes. Read scriptures and quote scriptures. But let's see you survive where you don't lie to your parents. You don't lie to your friends. You don't have two lives. You are not like a snake with two tongues. I've been there for exams. I've survived being a Christian and doing exams. Without a poor. I've survived going through this there's nothing like it's only learning without deception without wickedness I've been there I've been in secondary school where I was cast out because I was a half cast I was mocked because I was different I've survived it and I still chose Christ what have you been through what have you suffered I've been there where I saw in my house people fornicating in secondary school, bringing girls to the box rooms. And people showing, come and look through the the keyhole. (laughs) I tell you. I've survived where I learned the smell of weed. In secondary school, I know the smell of weed. If somebody is smoking weed anywhere, or even you smoke weed and I meet you, I will smell it. Because I know, I knew that smell in secondary school. Not later. I knew it when I was a teenager. What have you been through? What have you survived? In secondary school. I've been there when I was invited to smoke weed. Where they put the wheel on the floor on a big paper and they are cutting it and we are all in the room together. They cut it and share it and smoke it fresh ones. What have you survived? What have you suffered? What have you been through? <laughs> so you may be quoting scriptures. Take up your cross and follow me. If any man wants to come unto me and deny himself, he should come and follow. It's nice that you are quoting scriptures, but what have you been through? What have you survived? What have you suffered? It makes you perfect. Without suffering, you are not perfect. You are a Christian, but not perfect. And so that's why it pleases God to allow us to go through things. You never despise somebody. Even when people fall, you never despise them. I've been there when I've been offered girls offer themselves and say, here am I. Not send me to evangelism, but here am I. Take me. What have you been through? What have you survived? Number three, God wants you to experience suffering because it will make you obedient. Yeah. The more you suffer, the more obedient you are. Amazing. And and the way we are, rebellion is in us. So, suffering is one of the Strong reminders. Yes. 
strong reminders. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 8. Though he were a son, though he were what? Officially, you are. I'm not, no, we, are, we are not quarreling with you and saying that you are not a Christian. We've accepted that you are a believer. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. He learned what? Obedience is like a course you do in school. Like how you say you do physics, chemistry, biology. Obedience is a course. Obedience is something that people have to learn. When you you learn obedience, as soon as you hear something that you should obey, you will know immediately it rings in your head. Obey this one. Obey. Don't vary it at all. Vary. Don't vary it. Don't change anything about it. Just do it. And many of us have not learned obedience. But even Jesus Christ learned obedience by the things he suffered. Now, was Jesus a bad person that he had to suffer so that when he suffers, he will become obedient? No, even good people have to go through suffering to let them even realize more deeply the importance of obedience. Even good people, even Jesus, who was a good person, hasn't done anything wrong, had to suffer because the suffering helped him to really understand the importance of obedience. It, it makes him really when you hear, when you know immediately, when somebody varies this one, eh, what is going to happen to the person? You start to become afraid. Yes. And people have not learned obedience. It's like when you say, honor your father, you know, people who have not suffered, they may not know that, look, this thing eh, that is being said, it sounds like a calm statement, honor your father. But it is a very wild thing that is being said. And sometimes suffering makes it enter you more. In a physiology lab in a medical school, they written something. They said, uh, you hear and you forget. You see and you remember. You do and you understand. Yes. They were trying to let us do things so that we would be deeper and understand. He said, when you hear, you forget it. You see, you remember what you saw. And when you do, you understand it even more. Yes. So, obedience is something you learn. You learn. You learn. Obey what the man is saying. It doesn't make sense. Do it. Do, and it's something when you haven't learned and you marry, you never marry well. Take a person who hasn't learned obedience when you are marrying. This very complex relationship. You never do well. Never. You can sing every love song, you'll never be happy. Yes. You'll soon be singing the one say, my heart is broken, my heart is broken, my heart is shattered so many times. You'll be singing it. Because you, you, you've never learned obedience. Because in marriage, somebody will say to you, sit down. And you, you will, if you've learned obedience, your mind will be, hey, they say sit down. When I know I should be standing and walking. But he said sit down. So sit down. Just sit down there. you learn it. Many people When you grow in God, you go through this course of obedience. When you have gone through, you are different. You hear things, you say, start doing it. Start doing it now. Start doing it now. Start doing it now. It's not going to work well for you if you don't do it now. Maria Woodworth Etta, she was a, 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 a preacher. Six of her children died before she decided to be in the ministry. Yeah. Six of her children. Yeah. It was after. You get it? Yeah. She lost six of her children 
before. She, she, was, she was one of the famous uh, preachers. She, from here, you come to Catherine Kuhlman, Catherine Kuhlman, Benny Hinn. Her name was Maria. She, she, she was called, she had a very strong gift. Oh, no, 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 me, I should preach, I should do the, I mean, she had many children. She buried one, two, three, four, five, six. He said, yes, Lord. But what do you have for me now? She was ready to. Abraham, another great prophet. The same thing. He, God told him, go here, preach. And God appeared to him through an angel. He was resisting. A flood came. And when the flood came, it took his wife and his child. Yeah. And his child died and his wife. His wife told him when she was dying, William, obey God. Seven. Then she could see heaven. She said, it's, it's beautiful. It's more beautiful than you can imagine. And then she died on the hospital bed. He cried and cried. It was after that. He said, I will do. I will do what God wants me to do. And from then you see that you never want to, you are afraid for disobedience. I want to say this, I beg, I beg you, I would like to just do this thing. Yes, I'd like to do this thing. Yeah. So you see people who blatantly disobey the word of God, you realize that they've never suffered certain things. You know, one time, a, a man of God saw some young, younger pastors disobeying God. And he said, he said to me, so when I see these people there, I just pray for mercy. Because what is going to happen to them? So I said, I only pray for mercy. And he said, that is why Jesus on the cross, he looked at the people and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know, they know not what they do. You see, what, what it means they don't know what they do? Not that they don't know that I'm the son of God. But they don't know what they are doing to themselves. They don't know what is going to happen to them. They don't know how it's going to be. They don't know the implication of touching the Lord's anointed. They don't know the implication of killing the son of God. They don't know the implication of all these things. They say, Father, forgive them. They don't have any idea. And the prince says, although it's difficult to hear, he said that he believes that the Holocaust, where six million Jews died, is connected to what happened in Israel on that day. It's a very mysterious thing. So ladies and gentlemen, you are going to learn to be obedient by the things you've suffered. When you hear certain stuff, start obeying them. Don't discuss evil. Don't discuss evil. No, don't. Just do it. I remember one sister. Hey, she was a wicked wife. She was wicked. I mean, you will not know that a wife can be wicked unless you are a Christian. It's Christian wives. Yes, they can be very wicked. But anyway, she was very well. She herself told me. And then one night, her husband died. Yeah, her husband died. She couldn't believe it. Young. She couldn't believe it. There's a husband who can come from a farm where he was come to her for one day and be begging her for normal benevolence and she would say no. When he died, you see her cry. She was like nothing. This man that you used to rubbish Through the mercy of God, God brought somebody later to marry her. Now, if you tell her, do this, she starts. <laughs> you, you would think it's a different human being. Anything you tell her, she will do it. She will do it without imagination. She said, what have seen it before? What have what? Seen it before. Practically. He learned obedience through the things he suffered. 
May you be an obedient child. Yeah. When it comes to your parents, eh, you will learn that if your father says something, eh, it's better you do it. Yes, it's better. Even if it doesn't make sense. Now I try to remember things that my father told me. I named this building Nathaniel Cathedral after my father. Yes. My father is called Nathaniel. To honor him. Somebody gave me a Bentley to drive. Do you know Bentley? It's a higher car. It's a what? Higher car. It's a higher car. Yes. I told him, you see, and people think I'm joking. I told him, my father told me not to drive somebody's car. I will never drive it. Never. My father told me, don't drive people's cars. I've learned it. You don't drive people's cars. My father told me <laughs> things and I've learned what he said even if I don't understand it. It's true. But you learn it by suffering. You learn it by what? Suffering. You learn what? Obedience by suffering. Even Jesus had to learn. You will be afraid. If, if, if nothing is said, you'll be happy. But if something is said, <laughs> You, you will learn that though. Your father said it. Do it. Yeah. Your father said, don't marry this person. You'll be afraid of the person like a snake. Although you have told her, I love you. I will never die without you. You are everything. When your father said, don't marry her, I beg you. You know I love you, but it's okay. Go away, I beg you. I'm tired. <laughs> May your obedience increase as never before. As you learn obedience through suffering. Yes. So any bad experience you are experiencing, learn what? Obedience. Become perfect. And know that it pleases God that he should bruise you. It pleases him that you are going through. Because he knows after this, you'll be different. Unless you are stubborn like a bull. Or like a dog with rabies. Are you stubborn like a dog with rabies? Have you seen a dog with rabies before? You've seen one before? Nothing can control them. Only death. Yeah. Stand to your feet. We shall continue. You want to continue? Yeah. Obedience through suffering. Amen. Amen. You'll be surprised that if if ever somebody would tell you this hairstyle, this hairstyle, this hairstyle, don't use it. If you will get. Maybe somebody was going to propose to you. And you decided that this is the hairstyle. That is it's nice to me. And you see that nobody will like you. Person will not propose to you because they told you this hairstyle. Yes. You have not started to learn it. Yes. Amazing. You'll never be a child who cannot be spoken to again. You are learning obedience through suffering. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here this morning, want to say, Pastor, somebody invited me to church, but I want to give my life to Jesus. Please pray with me. Pray with me. 
want to give my life to God. If you are here like that, and you want to be born again, you know, because God is calling you this morning, He's actually saying, Hey, I want you to be my child. Come to me now. And if you are here like that, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus to change me. If you are here like that, lift your right hand. God bless you. I want to be born again. God bless you. Lift it up high. Don't let God struggle with you. You know, this is your chance. It shouldn't be too much hassle. Don't look around. Oh, this person is crazy. I've not raised my hand. I mean, look, we are talking about you and God. As every head is bowed, you want Jesus to change your life. Your right hand should be up like this. God bless you. 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 If your hand is lifted up, walk to me in the front here. Just walk forward. Walk forward. Walk forward. Walk forward. Walk forward. Walk forward and come. Come. God bless you. Come. God bless you. Come. Come. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Oh, clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. God bless you. Keep coming. Come to Jesus this morning. Come on, come running, come running, come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your cover. Come on, my His friend, let me pray with you. Come to God. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come to God. Come now. This is your chance. This is your chance. Come on. today I will follow Jesus from today I will serve Jesus say it out loud Lord Jesus today is my day of salvation I give my life to you I give my heart to you I give everything to you Lord Jesus please write my name in the book of life Now say after me, Satan, listen carefully. From today, I will not serve you again. I will not obey you again. Christ has set me free. And I am free indeed. Jesus has changed my life. Now lift your two hands and say, Jesus, I surrender all to you. Thank you, Lord for saving me today. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now, don't go back to your seat here. Don't go back to your seat. This is your day of everybody say salvation. And I'm giving you a special gift. Amen. Look at me all of you in front here. Look at me. Hello. 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 Yes, give them, they will finish giving. Today, God is changing your lives. Amen? Do you believe it? This is a turning point. Do you want to die before you decide to serve God? No. You are choosing God today. So, this book I'm giving you, I'm giving you as a homework. Do you have homework in school? We have homework in church too. So, take this book. Between today, today is Sunday, Monday, by Tuesday, finish. Amen? Will you read it? Is it a blessing? Beautiful. So I want you to go with our pastor who is waving his hand this way. I'm going to talk with you and then you'll come back and join us. God bless you. Go this way. Let's go this way. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Now, for the rest of us, let's take our Holy Communion and
Thank God for this great blessing. Father, thank you as we come before your holy table. Bless us and heal our diseases. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for the body. The body of Christ. The healing that comes through us through the body of Jesus Christ. We thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name. The body of Jesus Christ. Now take the wine. May your sins be forgiven through the blood. As we present this before the altar, the throne. Receive forgiveness and mercies for all your sins. The blood of Jesus speaks for you. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands and receive your blessing. May the blessing of the Lord follow you. May this church and congregation multiply and fill the whole of this hall every Sunday morning let there be children from every school every secondary school filling this place knowing God, serving Jesus from an early age all those who are part of this great work let them enjoy and encounter the goodness of the Lord because they love somebody's child May their children also be loved and cared for. May the blessing of the Lord rest upon you and help you to work for him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.